Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here. Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Although I'm not drinking today because uh, I'm going to be in solidarity with my buddy Jameson, because he's actually on the road driving. And since he can't have a beer with me, I decided not to have a beer myself, just, just being a nice guy. Of course, you're also brought to you by Cigar, Jackson Kayak, Standard Horizon, Warner Paddles, Yak Attack, Siegler Reels, Band of Anglers, Raymarine, and Kokatat. We appreciate them supporting us all these years and keeping us on the air. Um, for anybody who's new to this, every Tuesday and Thursday, we do a uh, live show kind of airing of older episodes of our show. Every Tuesday are the Jackson Kayak Years. Every Thursday are the Ocean Kayak Years, or the really early years of the show. Uh, have a lot of fun. Uh, generally try to bring in somebody who was a guest on that shoot, but not always. Can't always get a hold of everybody, but, uh, you know, live commentary questions. We really appreciate the questions and comments. Uh, you know, it just makes for a, a better show. But, uh, you know, we make a few, have a few comments, a little conversation, and then air the episode. So, uh, again, we do this every Tuesday and Thursday at this time. Uh, New Force um, this week actually is the software we're using now allows us to broadcast to three destinations. So where we were uh, broadcasting to our show page and YouTube, uh, Kayak Fishing Tales, uh, we also have a kayak fishing um, show group on Facebook. And so we're broadcasting to that. Uh, one of the things will be a little bit odd about that, unless you give it permission, it won't show the name if you make a comment. So sometimes it'll just say Facebook user. So I may not know who's making a comment. So I apologize for that. I know there's a workaround, but uh, broadcasting to a group is kind of new for me. So um, got to figure that one out so we can get the names on there. But um, actually, Jameson might even know. I don't know. So <clears throat> got a, uh, a package in the mail. We'll do a little opening today of uh, a new Shelta hat. Uh, with their cool sheltered camo pattern. These hats are really bomber. They, they stick on your head, even in the wind. They're really awesome. They did send me one. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be wearing this one. Maybe at night, you know, kind of the high vis. Uh, bright orange really isn't uh, my style. <laughs> but uh, maybe that'll be my nighttime hat. Or maybe I'll just give it away. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. So uh, in today's episode, uh, this was basically, this was the very first year, because this is from season five, uh, episode two, uh, is our first year with Jackson Kayak, um, before the Kraken came out, obviously. Uh, we're uh, fishing out of CUDA 14s, which uh, were kind of their, their best go-to boat for offshore fishing at that time. Uh, we jump on Islander, I think actually in this episode, cause I didn't really go through and watch it. I think we did a little bit of fishing on San Diego Bay first and then, uh, jumped on the Islander and went out to San Clemente Island and San Clemente Island is just a super special place. And we'll get more into that in a second, but on the, uh, on the shoot were, uh, Drew Gregory from, uh, Jackson kayak, uh, 
and my good Betty uh, Paul Leibowitz, as well as Jameson Redding. <coughs> Excuse me. I think Jameson was there more as a shooter. I know he did some fishing, but uh, this was the very first time I met Jameson. And we became great friends ever since then. That's why I enjoy it. I've enjoyed shooting with him so many times now. And with no further ado, let's bring Jameson on. Hopefully we have no technical issues because, again, he's actually driving. Jameson, what's happening, what's man? Up? How's it going, man? Heading down the highway. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, it's funny is I actually, while I was queuing up this video, I saw a shot of you. And it's like, that boy looked a little bit younger than not, not no gray in the beard. The beard was yeah. a lot shorter. <laughs> probably a couple of pounds but, less too around the waistline. <laughs> uh, probably you and me both. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, what? this was the, the, the first time we ever met was, uh, and you came and stayed at my house and yep. you and Drew. And uh, as we always say is, uh, how did that go? It's like, well, Jameson was awesome. <laughs> we had so much fun, so much fun hanging out and fishing together. And I mean, that consequently, you know, you end up being on the show a bunch of times and end up shooting our show. Uh, you know, we had Will obviously was shooting my show. Uh, you were there shooting stuff for Drew, right? Yeah, I was just there trying to capture content. We had been uh, all the way from Northern California. We flew into um, San Francisco and drove north um, with Headwaters, Dan Arbuncle from Headwaters, and, and went oh, cool. to a really cool event, um, Shelter Cove up uh, up at Shelter Cove, Give Me Shelter tournament, and then um, we drove all the way down and kind of fished a little bit on the way, and then kind of ended the trip, if you will, at, um, at your place there and did the Islander trip, and, I, and I'll have to say this because this was the first time we met, and I hadn't really been working Jackson very long. I've been on the team a little while. Um, this was only like maybe the second trip that I had done to just kind of capture some content along the way. And what was really cool was you obviously just be gotten on the team and getting into kayak fishing. I used to be, you know, obviously still am a fan of the kayak fishing show. So um, for me to, to be sitting at your place I remember actually texting my buddies and be like, hey, guys, remember how we used to always watch the kayak fishing show? Because I, I was the only one that had it. And so I would DVR it and they would come <laughs> over and we'd watch it. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm here at the house. going to be on the show. <laughs> so and, and they kind of joke jokingly said, you've, you've made it, you know. And but it was it was a really cool moment for me to to go. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're really good friends. But then I was little intimidated i mean you know I, this was something i kind of watched and, and and learned a lot from and gave me the bug to not just be a a bass fisherman or you know a freshwater guy or whatever but to really step out and try to be more of that adventure angler and use those kayaks um to really just like expand my my fishing and so yeah, it was just a cool experience, um, and like you said, we've been friends ever since. So yeah, no, it, it was <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just click with people, and uh, you know, and you get along, and I think that was the case. I know that I, honestly, I mean, I've learned a lot from you because you do so much different style fishing than I do. So I've learned a lot fishing wise from you. Uh, I know you've learned a lot uh, back then, particularly. I mean, 
you were a sponge uh, picking stuff from Will. Oh, yeah. You know, just uh, not only, I mean, I remember sitting in, in the trailer with you guys going back and forth on different editing techniques and different shooting and, you know, having your stupid camera talk which seemed like it never stopped sometimes where we're normally we're sitting around talking about fishing and lures and reels and all that you guys are going back and forth about cameras <laughs> yeah yeah we've done that quite a bit and still do we still go back and forth of course now we're we're to the point where we both kind of have like oh, i'm i can do this part better or you can do that part better. You know? <laughs> um but also the offshore thing with you i mean you know i i hadn't done much of that Specifically from a kayak, I had done some in uh, you know, center consoles and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, the whole fishing, especially like on the Islander when we kind of got in close to the bowler rocks, and that was, that was different. And you know, now <laughs> I look back and I'm like, yeah, I, I wouldn't think anything of it, but you, you just have to be aware of your surroundings. But, um, but, yeah, it was a little – the whole thing was intimidating. Like I go from – you know, river fishing and a little bit of saltwater inshore stuff to taking a boat with my kayak on it 80 miles offshore and dropping in near some boiler rocks on an island. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> then you get to, and then you get to watch somebody who is supposedly an expert get absolutely <laughs> destroyed. Yeah. I honestly thought that this was going to be the first and last time that I got to meet you there for just a few <laughs> seconds. I was like, I mean, because you, you knew it was coming, and you, we can get into that. I don't know if it's in the episode. I can't remember, but, man, it was uh, <laughs> it was a scary situation for a few minutes. Yeah, well, let's touch on that uh, when we get to the first commercial break. Um, we'll say hello to a couple people who are watching. And here is a typical one we're talking about, I guess, watching from the group because it says Facebook user. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, hi, Jim, checking in from North Florida. Facebook user, thank you for joining us. Um, and I, like I said, I know there's a workaround for that. Uh, Hugh watching from Montreal, thanks, man. Liam, as always, joining us, I appreciate it. Our favorite, Gene Wilson, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Lost Horizon Fishing next year, I'm definitely going to invest in one of those mothership kayak fishing trips. You should definitely do it. They're not that Absolutely. expensive. <clears throat> they're really not expensive and so worth it. I mean, I always say, you know, get out to San Clemente. I, it's kind of like how the California coastline was, you know, years and years ago. There's just such good fishing and, and the water is so clear and, and just so cool. Sean Russell, thanks for joining us, man. Donna, how are you? Chris Fowler, always joining us. I really appreciate it. Oh, here we go. And Paul Leibowitz, do we get to watch oh, you get... <laughs> Paul asking if I got if we get to watch me get destroyed. Yeah, so oh, I still have the photos, Paul. They've never been used anywhere. <laughs> there are photos. Um, yep. I, like I said, we'll touch on this at the first commercial break because I think I think we do some San Diego fishing first, and then we'll kind of we explain do. what to happen to me at San Clemente Island. So let's get this thing rolling. Kayak fishing show at San Clemente Island. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, I've got Drew Gregory and Jamison Redding coming from Jackson Kayak, and they're going to join me here in San Diego. Then 
we're going to hook up with my good friend Paul Leibowitz, and we're going to jump on the Islander Sport Fisher for a mothership trip out to San Clemente Island. It's exciting action. Stick around. It's going to be a great show. Jackson Kayak's Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Jackson Kayak, one family, many waters. Ram, innovative mounting systems proudly made in the USA. Yak Attack, create the ultimate fishing machine with Yak Attack accessories. Ex Officio, made to adventure. Delorme, reach anyone, anywhere, anytime. And Hook One, everything you need to get out there and hook one. This week on Jackson Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show, Jim Sammons hooks up with Drew Gregory, Paul Leibowitz, and Jameson Redding for a fish-filled week in his hometown of San Diego. The plan is to warm up in San Diego Bay with some local spotted bay bass, and then they're boarding the Islander for a three-day sport fishing mothership trip to San Clemente Island for some rock-loving calico bass, yellowtail, and halibut. We're at uh, Tidelands Park on uh, San Diego Bay. This is a place where I guide clients all the time. Uh, the guys came in late yesterday, so we didn't want to get a super early start. This is a good place to come if you don't need to go early. And uh, just going to go and have some fun, whack some spotties. Oh, this is the famous Tideland San Diego at the foot of the Coronado Bridge. Spotty Central for San Diego. Alright, first San Diego fish. Not bad. Yeah, you know, I was super excited to get Jim uh, to join the team just because I've kind of been admiring his work from afar, you know, on the East Coast. And thought, man, this guy is doing some really cool, crazy stuff. The same, sort of the same way that we were doing in rivers on the East Coast, but he's just doing it, you know, out in the ocean and, and boiler rocks and all kinds of crazy, gnarly situations. And so having him on board all of a sudden, you know, with the show and everything that he brings to the table, I mean, it's just amazing. It was something that we certainly had to figure out a way to make it happen if we could, you know. There's a spotty. Little tiny spotted bay bass. You're catching these spotties. The things you got to be aware of is, uh, these spines are very hard and very sharp up here, down here, and on their gill plates are quite sharp. So you can lip these fish, they do have teeth, um, but you can lip them. A good day of bass fishing, your finger or your thumb is usually a little bit cut up, but it's worth it. This is a pretty small one, but uh, 
I mean, I think I've made four casts and I've got three fish already. So just a real fun, easy fishery here and something to do on a windy day where we wouldn't want to be offshore today. So good fun. With their rods warmed up on some tiny spotties, it's time to head in and get packed. The Islander awaits, and big calico bass are the target. The kayak fishing show is brought to you in part by Jackson Kayak. One family, many waters. Learn more at jacksonkayak.com. So, the, the thing about the spotted bay bass, I mean, I take people, people there all the time. People are new to kayak fishing because I always say, you know, you want to go fishing, we go to La Jolla. If you want to go catching, we go to San Diego Bay. <laughs> on a bad day, you'll catch a dozen fish. On a good day, I mean, you're pushing 100 fish sometimes. Absolutely just fun. Those are really small ones. But the cool thing is, besides them being very cooperative fish, it's a year-round fishery. I mean, you can go out and catch spot. As long as there's tide moving, you can catch spotties every day of the year. So there's no migration. There's no wondering if they're going to be there. They're always there. So just, just super. Fish too. Like, they're just super hard fight. Yeah. Other than the fact that they don't generally jump, they're very much like a smallmouth as far as how they kind of bulldog you, get their nose yep. down and just really tug hard. So if you're, if you're fishing the right stuff, <coughs> man, my throat is just dry today. Uh, but they're super fun fish. Uh, we got a, a hello from our friend. Hello, Jameson, from our friends at NRS Fishing. Uh, thanks for joining us. <coughs> Another Facebook user. Ah, oh, yes, San Clemente Island on the kayak. I dreamed to do that again. And Mark Coat uh, checking in from Carlsbad. How you doing, man? So, as we said, you know, the, the next segment here, we're going to load up on the Islander. And you can just kind of see it behind me. Uh, they've got a great a rack set up on the back of the boat. Very efficient. Uh, their crew, I mean, I, I don't know if they've ever been on a boat where the crew works harder. I mean, schlepping these big boats on and off of that boat um, all day long. Because if you move spots, yeah. <laughs> uh, we lost Jameson. Um, but if you're, and he's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Somebody tried to call me. It was super impressive. Um, just how smooth they were able to do. There was like 25 kayaks on board that boat, plus gear and anglers. And they had us all in the water in just a few minutes and then loaded back up. But I wanted to say something about that bay trip. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, we were in a I, rental car. <laughs> I forgot. Remember this? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm, again, this is one of my like first trips working with Jackson. I don't even know if I was getting paid. I think it was more of one of those things, come aboard and see what you got and we'll just cover your trip kind of thing in exchange for some content. 
so anyway, I'm trying to impress people, right? I'm trying to like, you know, make this happen, make it a job. So we got a rental truck and I've got, I've been driving. So I've got the keys in my camera bag. I think everyone knows where this is going. <laughs> I go to pull out my camera and the keys. And for some reason there were like three sets of keys to this truck, all cable locked together. Right. I guess so that all the extra keys go with the truck. But, you know, instead of having like an extra key that I could stash somewhere, all three of these keys were cable locked together and they all three come out and go in the drink. And like, I don't know how deep it is there, but it has to be over 50 feet. And yeah. um, you know where we were, yeah. probably 50, at least 50 feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got to get the truck towed back to the a rental place, pick up a new rental car, took up most of the afternoon um because of that so don't put your keys in your camera bag if you're going to be getting in and out of there a lot just right you know and, and your tip <laughs> yeah it, and it, it's an expensive mistake to make and i honestly uh, don't know how much it was i never i think drew may have had it was on his credit card either he paid it or he had insurance and it covered it but we're talking these were those like you know those fancy keys with the chips and all that crap in them so they had the the buttons and everything too, so it's probably a two or three hundred dollar key, and there were three of them, right? <laughs> Plus a tow. <laughs> so. I, I have I have been kayak fishing, you know, forever. <laughs> the only time I've ever done anything like that was with a set of rental car keys. We had a rental for one day, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go up and go fishing, <clears throat> and those are the keys I drop in the water. <laughs> it's an expensive yep. mistake. That's so much fun. So anyway, whoa, I knocked over my water. Uh, back to San Clemente Island. I said, we're loading up on the Islander here in a sec. Um, like I said, great crew, amazing food. If you ever, if you ever thought of going on going on one of these and you're going to be eating uh, galley hamburgers or anything like that, you're wrong. I mean, they, they, the food is amazing. Um, they, uh, I mean, steaks i mean i went on one trip on it we had a full turkey dinner um i mean and then you could be out on your kayak on the water and they will you know shuttle you out a lunch on the uh, on their support boat just absolutely absolutely a, a great uh, operation and and so much fun and a way to go fish areas you've never fished so i, I guess we'll touch on it because i said we touch on it during this um this break so <clears throat> when we get to the islands, I love, I mean, my thing has always been to fish the roughest water, fish the boiler rocks, get in close, you know, find the channels between the breaks, sit in there, cast in way, way back into pockets. And there is, I mean, it's a volcanic island. So a lot of little pockets and all that. You get way back in there with your bait. And that's where you'll find a lot of times your biggest calicos. That, and that I was for sure because the closer we got the bait in there, the bigger the fish were every time. Like, yeah, yeah. So we were sitting there, and the wind was kind of blowing into the island, and we really had to kind of. It was a very windy trip, so we were kind of stranded in the lee and all that, and we had been on this one point, and the wind was kind of pushing us in, and I just kept creeping in anyway. Because, like I said, I started getting bigger fish once I got inside. <coughs> oh, man. Um, and 
So I'm, I'm working my way in, working my way in. So anybody who's ever fished the boiler rocks, it's very dynamic, a lot of moving water. You know, the water comes in, it gets sucked out. Well, I'm sitting in there casting, and all of a sudden I realize the water's really sucking out hard. And having surfed all my life, you know if it's sucking out like that, that means a big set's coming. So I just start paddling backwards, and all of a sudden I'm high and dry on a big old boulder that I'm probably five feet up out of the water, you know, dropping all around me. And I look to my side and just off to my side, there's a wave that's overhead coming towards me. And I'm just like, I know there's nothing I can do. I just lean into it and just get absolutely destroyed, smashed a brand new um, Raymarine fish finder, uh, tore the rudder off the boat, lost a couple of rods, a bunch of fishing gear, um, I mean, I, it was, Fortunately, it was a, I'm not at home where I would pull these photos up and put them yeah. on the screen. Right now. Well, and that was the thing. Will was there, our videographer. <laughs> he didn't shoot any of it. I think we were all just kind of sitting there and all the pictures I have are actually kind of after the fact, um, of you were already standing back up on the shore that you'd been swept in. I don't know how many yards, probably. 20 yards that or more that you went over yeah. these rocks and just got beat to crap. And I think we were all just kind of like staring, not knowing if you were going to like survive or come back up or, or at least be, you know, I mean, at the very least, I figured you'd have like a broken something. Um, yeah. I, and, I lost a couple of rods. I was lucky that actually one of my rods, the a hook came off and snagged in my pants. And I was able to hand line that one back in. Um, there was a free diver in the area who was able to, um, who just happened to be spearfishing the area. And he swam in and just like gathered all this stuff I had floating that he could find. Uh, but I think like you said, um, when I got destroyed, Will immediately put the camera away instead of shooting it thinking they were going to have to go in and rescue me because I was just getting uh, beat up. Actually, Paul is watching. He says, like a golf ball on a tee. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it I, I, I was beat up and destroyed. <laughs> but again, the, the bad thing is when you went high and dry, like we all had time to, to really understand what was about to happen and how bad it was going to be. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it came out of nowhere. Like, no, we, we watched it coming, and but there was nothing that could be done. Like, you were just sitting there on a, on a pedestal, <laughs> and this wave was just coming. Waiting, and we're like, this is just going to be bad. <laughs> and I was, the, can, I was the same. I, I had time to think about that wave that was about to hit me. So, yeah. unfortunately, like I said, it's not in the episode. I always say, if you if you play, you pay. And I, I play in that area a lot. I always have. And that's the one and only time that I really had to pay. And I I paid hard. I was really beat up. But uh, like I said, so was my gear. But at least, you know, we continued on and did some good fishing. So anyway, let's um, get back to the episode. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll talk about the whole episode forever. Jackson Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Seaguar, always the best in fluorocarbon, braid, and monofilament fishing line.
This week, Jim Sammons is hooked up with Kayak Fish Magazine editor Paul Leibowitz and Jackson Kayak Pros Drew Gregory and Jameson Redding for an amazing week of fishing the shores of San Clemente Island. The guys have arrived at their base of operations, the Islander. Can't you just feel the expectation? We're loading up the Islander, we're going to San Clemente Island, and we're going to catch fish. You know, we're loading up on the Islander, taking this incredible trip off the Pacific. We're going to catch some calico bass, some yellowtail. I hope I'm getting all these species right. Whatever, Jim will correct me if I'm not. But all these cool fish I've never caught before, so it's going to be amazing. Come join us. The expert crew quickly load up the boat with gear for all 20 kayak anglers headed to San Clemente Island. And before you know it, we're off. The Islander is the perfect solution for kayak anglers who want to fish the remote islands of the South California coastline. After years of hosting shark diving, spear fishing, and sport fishing trips, owners Shane and John realized that building a kayak rack over their bait tank would allow them to cater to the growing sport of kayak fishing. Islander sport fishing, um, I've known these guys for a long time. They, uh, they bought their boat about eight years ago. They're really the first sport fisher to really embrace mothership trips, uh, long trips out to Catalina, San Clemente, uh, down to Cedros Island, and they've got it down. I've been on a lot of sport boats in my years, and I've never been on a boat with such a good, efficient, friendly, hardworking deck crew. These guys wouldn't let us lift a finger. I mean, they were doing everything for us that needed to be done. I think we have Cornish game hens there. <laughs> Amazing destinations, good company, and access to remote fishing grounds makes Islander Charters the ultimate in mothership trips. After a night's sleep in the comfortable cabins of the Islander, the guys wake up refreshed at the shores of San Clemente Island, and it's time to fish. I've been in love with San Clemente Island for a long, long time. I did a mothership trip there many years ago where we were doing mothership trips on a 38-foot uh, Bertram. We'd take five guys and we'd spend a weekend over there. And ever since then, I've let, it, is, it is as close to uh, Calico heaven as you can get. And I love Calico bass fishing. It, it's a volcanic island, so there's very little silt in the water. Uh, the water is gin clear. Even when it's snotty out, the water's still very, very clear. So you're looking down and you're seeing fish swimming underneath you. And it's, it's really a place where a guy here in San Diego has the opportunity to really get that big trophy calico bass. You know, hit that, that double digit 10 pounder. Should I call it a skip? Should we keep that one? <laughs> I always catch and release calico bass. I never keep them. They're very slow growing fish. I'm fishing this heavy cover and a lot of dirty water here. So I want to use the uh, spinner blade. This is a uh, Reed's bolt thrower spinner bait with a Reed's uh, grub tail. And just Tossing it out over structure. That's the main thing is looking for structure, looking for uh, whether it's rocks or kelp uh, and weeds and just bringing it right over the top. And these fish are deep down in that cover and they see all that flash from the spinner blade and they're coming up and whacking it. <laughs> 
This week while fishing at San Clemente Island, we were fishing the, the heavy structure in boiler rocks, uh, fishing calico bass. So my go-to setup was an Abu Garcia Revo inshore. This is a great little reel, high uh, gear ratio, plenty of drag. I mean, you really had to lock these things down and pull them out of the uh, current and the, the rocks and structure. Um, because of that, I loaded it with 30 pound Seaguar cans and braid. Now on this, because it was turbulent water and there's so much going on there, you don't need uh, fluorocarbon. So I just went straight tied to the lure. You need a rod with plenty of backbone so you can pull these fish out of the structure. 7.9 just gives me better casting distance. My go-to lure, the one that caught most of the fish for me, was a Sabeel Magic Swimmer Saw. The nice thing about these is you can add or subtract the amount of weight you want on it. So uh, if you want it to dive down a little bit deeper, you can. That's my go-to setup when fishing calicos. Check it out. When we come back, the Islander never disappoints as the guys haul up more calico than they could ever want. Stay tuned for more kayak fishing action. Jackson Kayak's kayak fishing show is brought to you in part by Hook One. Everything you need to get out there and hook one. Hook One. Are they are they still around? I heard recently they closed. Uh, I, uh, honestly, I'm not sure. They might be uh, selling it to someone, or somebody might be buying it. I, I don't really know what's going on. Oh. I saw they changed hands over the last since that for sure. <laughs> so I don't know where they are right now. No, I saw I saw a post um, just recently. Somebody saying the store closed, no, but that was the only one I saw. Oh, I'm sorry, man. My throat is just like, uh, for some reason, really dry. Um, it's because you're not drinking that beer. That's why. I know. See, <laughs> see? should have drank beer. I told uh, I told you in the pre pre show you should drink two, one for me and one for you, and then instead of you know not drinking any. <laughs> I made a mistake, um, and I don't know why. I mean, the answer should always be yeah, have the beer. So <laughs> Ephraim says, uh, definitely fun to catch them calicos. Yeah, you know, the only place better than San Clemente is get down to Cedros Island. Uh, and Cedros is absolutely amazing because it doesn't get fished hard at all, particularly for calicos. People go there looking for yellowtail and that. And it's the same thing with the islander, actually, um, or I'm sorry, San Clemente Island. Most people go there, particularly like, we were on a trip with a bunch of guys from NorCal who don't get yellowtail. So they go there looking for yellowtail or white sea bass. Um, last year, I think it was a, a group of kayak anglers on a mothership trip in the same area we were fishing, like five of them all hooked into giant bluefin tuna. Holy crap. None of them landed a fish. But, uh, you know, they just weren't prepared for it. But, I mean, that's what can happen there. Uh, the yellowtail are definitely around um, outside the kelp line. I just personally really like calico bass fishing. So when I go out there, that's kind of what I like to do. But uh, like I said, so much to do. Like I said, I don't know if you if you saw that. You had kind of blanked out there. We were talking about the food earlier. We were sitting at the table, and we each had a, a Cornish game hand in front of us. <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah, the food and drink on there was, like you said, I mean, you don't know what to expect. I mean. I would have been happy with cold cut sandwiches for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just because of where we were and what we were doing. But, you know, they had 
a full a chef. I mean, he was on there preparing um, snacks in between meals, even that were gourmet. You know, you get back and have this like gourmet quesadilla laid out ready for you as a snack. You know, and it's, right, uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's it's not your um, typical half day boat food where you go in there get a greasy burger off the grill. Not that there's anything wrong with those. When you're out on a boat, those are pretty tasty. But uh, I said, you know, the, these long range boats that are set up for multi day trips, they I, I haven't been on one that didn't feed you really well. So just absolutely amazing stuff. So I know upcoming in here, it's more calico bass fishing. Um, Drew gets a really nice fish. That boy, I mean, I. He sometimes just seems to have a horseshoe up his ass because, <laughs> I mean, it's just sometimes he just, we're fishing calicos and he catches not a calico, but another fish that was really, really nice. And I think it was probably one of the biggest fish on the trip. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny because he didn't enter. They have that kind of side pot that they did on our trip. And I guess they may do it every trip, but the group of guys that we were with, they all kind of put in money. Um, and whoever gets the biggest fish kind of gets the pot at the end. And But if you don't put in, obviously, you don't get to partake in uh, the little side ante or whatever you call it. Um, and he ended up, yeah, with the biggest fish on a bass rod with a bass lure, a little Z-Man like plastic of some kind, I think, with a quarter-ounce jig head. You know, right. we were fishing for calicos, so he was throwing a swim bait. So. Yeah, Paul, Paul says Drew should have entered the jackpot. Always enter the jackpot because you just you just never you never know. Um, Ephraim actually says uh, they are delicious but take a long time to grow. So we're talking about calico bass there. I never kill calicos because they are so slow to grow. You know, a legal size now is 14 inches, which means that fish is probably seven eight years old for a legal size. So to get to the the real trophy size, double digit size, you know, that fish is 25, 30 years old at least. So those I'm of us who really like, like that. Sorry. Yeah. So those of us who really like the, the calico bass fishing tend to catch and release, particularly if you catch a big one, you know, that's your brood stock. Always let them go. <clears throat> um, Javier Munoz uh, from Chile. I, I, I'm sorry, Javier. I have no idea what you've said here, but thank you for joining us. <laughs> Let's uh, get this baby rolling again. See the last part of this or second to last part. Jackson Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by DeLorme InReach. Follow Jim Salmon's Big Game Adventure live with DeLorme inReach at kayakfishingshow.com. Welcome back. This week, we join Jim Salmon's and 20 other avid kayak anglers on the ultimate mothership trip. Three days aboard the Islander, a luxury sport fishing boat that provides one of the best kayak fishing mothership experiences in the world. The Islander is a one-of-a-kind operation, the premier kayak mothership trip in the world. They'll take 20 of your best friends, 21 or 22, and your boats and everything that you need out to San Clemente Island or another uh, destination that you couldn't hope to paddle to. 
drop the anchor, let everybody off the boat, and fish up a storm. This week we're uh, out here at San Clemente Island and just spending long, long days, a lot of hours in the kayak. And I tell you, wait, I got to pause that there. Uh, was that you that caught an octopus, Jameson? That there went off the, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, it. Yeah, there, there, yep. there was an octopus there. That happens. Uh, yeah, it was me. Because <laughs> it didn't really show you. I, that's you know, I did that in Panama, too. <laughs> All right. Tell you what, I'm so happy. I've got this new Jackson Cuda because I'm telling you what, this is the most comfortable kayak seat you'll ever sit in. <laughs> it's certainly the most comfortable seat I've ever sat in. Good stable boat, paddles well, bounces off rocks well. <laughs> I feel like I got hammered by something big. You can't even reel it in. It's running. Trying to pull it out of the kelp. Oh, that was Jared McGahee. Saw that, yeah. that I was in the right spot. I had a good hunch about it because there were some caught there earlier. So I put a sardine on, let it go, and a couple minutes later, just hit it hard. I mean, you can see how close he is to the island there. He's got a little yellowtail. Oh, oh, it's on your boat, on your boat, right there, right there. Sure enough, finally got it to color. Jim gaffed it, and it was a good moment. All right, missed it once. Taste of I believe we partake of that fish at your house after this. Right now, we're fishing. That's right. Reminds me a lot of the rivers I fish back home, actually, with this water falling over, creating all these eddies where, you know, fish can sit there and, and wait for just bait to come on by, just like a, you know, just like a uh, conveyor belt, right? They're just sitting there waiting. So it's pretty cool. Um, it's been amazing so far. The Islander was incredible. And the only thing, really, the Islanders got over the Cuda is the galley is a lot nicer. Food's a lot nicer than the chef, but other than that, the Cuda is still better than the Islander. Hi, this is Jim Samuels from the Kayak Fishing Show. This season, I am so excited. We have a chance to start working with the great people at Jackson Kayaks. They're making some great products. I'm here with my good buddy, Drew Gregory. He's been instrumental on the kayak fishing end of things with Jackson Kayaks. He helped design a bunch of their boats. He's gonna give us a quick rundown on the CUDA 14, the newest boat that I've been able to jump on from Jackson Kayaks. Drew, thanks for joining me, man. Cool, man. Give us a quick rundown, man. All right, well, hey, we'll start from the bow real quick on the CUDA 14, and you'll notice, you know, this is a long, uh, pretty quick boat, so it's kind of, kind of more our open water boat right now. And on the very front here, you've got a uh, rod tip protector, which is pretty sweet because a lot of areas, especially if you're fishing inshore, not so much when we go you know, offshore to San Clemente, those kind of places. But inshore, it's really nice to have that because it'll protect those rod tips, catching marsh grass. If you're in a lake, overhanging limbs, if you're in the mangroves there, it's pretty sweet. We've also got cool rod stagers right here. Where you're gonna be able to lay Is that a pickle stager? That's gonna be nice because what's up with your rod stagers? I was waiting. A bunch of lures that could potentially- No one has a clue what you're talking about. You're paddling around in waves. They're just gonna tangle up and create a lot, like, create a lot of havoc. So. Obviously here you got the big large front hatch. It's pretty standard on most uh, fishing kayaks. 
center hatch is pretty sweet too because when you're busting through breakers, you can store rods down inside here. And then once you get beyond the breakers, pull them out. So that's kind of a sweet deal. Or if you just want to switch up tactics, say in the middle of the day, then put some extra setups in there, different kind of rods, reels. Maybe you want to fish for a different species. That's kind of cool. The seat is really what sells a lot of people in our boat. They love this comfortable external frame seat. It actually moves in a high position, which you can see it here now. Not the best for uh, open water, but then move it down to the low position, and that's going to be a little bit better for those open water situations. You're out there in big waves. You're more stable down there. I, I really recommend starting in that position. I kind of miss the days of a just a good paddling, lighter weight kayak. As you move on uh, right. towards the stern, you've got a couple ramrod holders that come and I miss the, the Kraken. Oh, I still paddle right it. <laughs> as well, another hatch in the back, and this does come with the option to have a rudder. Yeah, I regret some. Actually, I regret the Cuda, too. I, I like the Cuda, especially in the inshore stuff. The Kraken, obviously, was a better offshore boat. But, I really like to um, put on my boat. I always like the Cuda. The tub, for instance. I used to stand in the seat of the Cuda to sight fish reds. So. <laughs> Comparatively speaking, and actually somebody brought this up the other day. I mean, the Cuda was the first Jackson I ever got in and obviously fell in love with the seat because, I mean, once I sat in one of these, I never wanted to sit in another low sit on the plastic type seat again. But the thing that would drive me nuts about the Cuda, the, the, the one thing that I really didn't like, it was so noisy. I mean, I would have people paddling next to me and I could hear their boat just going bloop, 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 bloop. It had those really, really big scupper holes. Yeah. <laughs> so it drained quickly, but man, it was a noisy, noisy boat. And I, I it drove me crazy. Other than that, I liked it. <laughs> I think I just like how the, the, the glide, like it just, it performed pretty well, but it was still stable enough. You know what I mean? And now... I don't even know if I could stand, and I used to stand in the Kraken too, but like you get used to standing on these big stable platforms like the Blue Sky, and then you get back on one of these, and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, it could just be that I'm fat and old, so that's probably bad. <laughs> then what am I? Uh, Paul says the yak, that yak had nothing on the Kraken. Yeah, paddling-wise, the Kraken was just a, a whole different level and so much better glide and so much yeah, quiet, but it was like I said. I, I mean, while I had the Cuda, I said that switch just to the seat was such a huge improvement. Uh, Robert Yamain, the Cuda HD was my first choice for offshore boat until I spent the money to replace my old Outback at 220 bass there. I moved to NorCal now. I'm I miss SoCal offshore. Yeah, our water's a little bit warmer, we get the yellowtail and. Um, it's hard. It's hard to beat uh, inside San Diego the, uh, center hatch, <laughs> so you can toss lures, whatever, so it's not bouncing around. I really like this. And now this was I used this the other day. Uh, went out fishing on a lake. It's a cooler that fits down inside. I was amazed. This is a good quality cooler. This is not messing Damn. around. It kept my stuff ice cold all day. So if you're gonna have a long day in the water, you want to keep some cold beverages, that sort of thing. I still have that thing. <laughs> you can put that down inside. Yeah, I missed well. that so, too. I'm like watching this. I'm like, we need to bring some of this stuff so back. Thank you for giving us the very quick rundown on the boat. I know no there's problem. a lot more to it. If people want to read more about this kayak and get more information on it, where are they going to see it? Yeah, you know, I would go to jacksonkayak.com and get more information on the kayaks there and watch the videos that'll walk you through the entire boat because there's a lot more I didn't explain. 
um, you know, you can look at all those videos there, read the articles. So check it out or just take Gemini's word for it. <laughs> there you go. We would never lie. <laughs> when we come back, the guys have one more day at San Mini Island, and it's time to get a few personal bests. Jackson Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Body Glove, featuring the new 3T Barefoot Water Shoe. <laughs> I remember you wearing those things, too. <laughs> God, I hated those things. I'm not gonna <laughs> you can lie. say that now. <laughs> I can say that now. That was literally, that was the one item that our producer uh, signed them as a sponsor without consulting me. And of course it turns out to be the one item that I really didn't like. I mean, they were comfortable. They were, they were great for running around in, but just sitting in the kayak, I swear it was my foot would just rot in them. It's a neoprene thing when you're out in hot water and, and um, uh, hot air, it just, it just was not a good fit for me. I'd rather wear my Olakai flip flops, quite honestly. Um, uh, our good buddy Egowitz in Spain, Kraken was my first Jackson after trying a lot of them and again with it. So you're, you're back to using your, uh, crack in there, Egowitz. Of course, I think he has a torpedo on the back, so it really cooks. Uh, Paul says his favorite part is coming up and I know why Paul got a really nice fish coming up here. He caught a couple of really nice ones, but one was a monster. Yeah. Pretty much back to back. And the funny thing was, and I'll pause this really quick again. The funny thing was, is we were really relegated to fishing what is considered the slower side of the island because it was yeah. so windy on the other side. We had to stay tight to this side um, to stay out of the wind. And once we worked to our way to the, the point of the island where we would turn the corner, where there was a lot more current, we started catching some fish really tight up in these caves and that's where Paul ends up catching some real, a really nice fish. Wait, I got, I got, I got everyone else. I kind of got off the water too. Yeah. Um, Ego, it says I bought a new crack in 15, five again. Where did you find a quite new crack in 15, five Ego? It's Spain. <laughs> in Spain. Yeah. Fishing show is get a roll. Yak Attack. Create the ultimate fishing machine with Yak Attack accessories. This week, Jim Sammons is fishing with Kayak Fish Magazine editor Paul Leibowitz and Jackson Kayak Pro staffers. Look how short that beard is. Did you see Reddit. that? Today, they're hunting for big calico bass on the shores of San Diego. I was looking at bass thumb. The guys have one more morning of fishing left before it's time to head home to San Diego. Time to gear up and haul in some Callies. And sure enough, I get out there and just literally just drop a small half ounce Z-Man uh, paddler down over a rock in eight foot of water. And everyone else is fishing growls it down deep with a huge one pound weight. And I've got this bass rig, right? This Daiwa, this medium heavy bass rig. Now back east they call them, you know, doormats. Whenever you get like a huge flounder over here, I don't even know what you guys call them. I guess it'd be like, you know, a car door or something. I don't know, but I caught one that, that to me certainly felt like that when I was bringing it up. I pounded my rear off to get that shot. <laughs> I know. I remember that. That was a good halibut. Yeah, it's a very tasty halibut, too. 
Nice one. Yeah, that's a chunky calico. So not much was working for me. When we finally got down to the productive part of the island where a lot of water was moving uh, at the base of these sheer cliffs. Uh, it happened. It started happening. The bass started biting, and I knew if I just kept throwing in there, I was going to get a good one eventually. That's exactly what happened. That's that's a good. That's seven pounds. Sweet. <laughs> that is awesome. And for people that don't understand, a seven-pound calico is a really good fish. Got a nice seven-pounder. And then that was icing, right? I mean, it, was, it can't get much better. And then I got a nine. <laughs> well, why don't you just have a day, Paul? <laughs> you got to understand, calico bass are very slow-growing fish. So uh, very few of them get to even seven pounds. Anything Who's seven and above is a real trophy. The Holy Grail is a ten. <laughs> Nine gets me one peg away. Oh my I'm happy. A long time. The Islander trip was amazing. They just did a great job. Just, uh, <laughs> Look at that beard. Getting us out on the water. <laughs> just handling everything. All we had to do was fish. <laughs> Something they were there for us. They picked us up. Whatever we needed. Just amazing. Uh, got had good weather for it. Caught some fish. You can tell I'm like, I've never been on camera before. The Islander, <laughs> I had the chance to start wearing the Coquitat CO2 PFD. Now, I'll be honest with you. Who gets excited about PFDs? Well, I never have. I just look for one that's going to keep me afloat and that's comfortable. Still love that PFD. pocket on it for my radio. Well, I started wearing this one, and I tell you what, I'm excited. This thing is awesome. I, I've never really liked um, inflatable PFDs. This is more of a hybrid. It is inflatable but it also has inherent flotation, which other um, inflatable type PFDs don't have. The nice thing about that is it is really small. There's not a whole lot of bulk here, a lot of flotation there. If I uh, have an emergency, I can pull the cord, inflate it. I can, I can blow into it, inflate it. But most of the time, it still has enough flotation to keep me afloat, but it's not real bulky. But I know that if I go in the water, I still have flotation, which the other type inflatables don't have. Check out all of Kokatat's great PFDs and paddling clothing at Kokatat.com. Another amazing adventure comes to a close with special thanks going out to Islander Charters. To book your long-range kayak fishing trip, head to IslanderCharters.com. <laughs> well, that wraps up this week's show. We had a great time fishing with Drew and Jameson and my buddy Paul. We got on some great fish out on the Islander. Join us next week. We're going to be up in the Northwest Territories with our buddy Jeff Goudreau, and we're going to be chasing giant lake trout. Hope to see you there. It was a fun trip. Ah, super, super fun trip. Um, you know, and 
And I, I've made a bunch of those. It's been a while since I've been on them. They still run them. I know uh, they book through, uh, uh, well, islandersportfishing.com is their website, but I know they, they book a bunch of them through, what, Fish Village? Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Fish Village. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, if you ever have a chance to jump on a mothership trip, um, and, and that's the thing is, too, is, you know, we used to get a lot of pushback from people on doing mothership trips but there there's absolutely no way you can fish this island without doing a mothership trip and why would you want to miss out on that you know it's you you still once they drop you in the water you're paddling your butt off all day long it's not like for me man it's it's always been about the fish and catching the fish and the kayak sometimes makes the most sense of how to get to places and catch them and sometimes taking a big boat out there and taking the kayak on makes a lot of sense because you know we couldn't all individually go out there in our own personal boats not even if we had motor boats so um i think people that get so caught up in how you know oh well you didn't do it it's not true kayak fishing like i got into kayak fishing because i wanted to catch fish that i couldn't get to without using something like a kayak. So for me, it's about the fish, man. Right. No, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And I said, you, you get there. I mean, you're still using paddling skills. Um, you're still paddling all day. You know, you can go out there and troll all day too. Like I said, if you want to target the yellowtail and get away from the island a little bit, I just happen to like the calico bass fishing. But uh, let's uh, pump through a couple of comments, questions. Egoitz, uh does say, yes, he got it in Spain, of course. Um, Robert Yaman, uh, haven't checked in on Jackson website in a while since it was sold. Are they still making the 13.5 Kraken or the Cuda HD? I need an offshore boat up here. Well, hey, Jackson kayak did not sell. Uh, kind of management has changed. Uh, but Jackson kayak is still Jackson kayak. It's still, you know, at the core, it's still the same people. Um, they are not making the 13.5 at least not full time. Now they said if we can, you know, if they get enough demand, they will do specialized runs. So, um, the CUDA HD, is that boat still available? So right now, I don't think so, but just, I would say to anyone looking for boats that aren't available currently that to keep looking, because there's some cool things that I think might happen without giving too much away. Um, where you might get an opportunity to get after a boat that's not there anymore. I probably just gave it all away. But anyway, um, just keep checking the <laughs> website for news because you never know what might happen. I'll say it like yeah, that. Yeah, you never, you never know. And Jackson, <laughs> Jackson has a pretty cool website, a lot of information, a lot of blogs from the, um, from the pro staff and stuff cranked through there. So, and it's always being updated. So jacksonadventures.com. Um, Gary Myers loved the mothership trip I did. We were at Northwest Harbor, caught nice yellowtail on the iron. Yeah, I mean, like I said it's just it's 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 a great place. Uh, Paul says Drew couldn't believe I got my fish in his used water. Yeah, <laughs> I do kind of remember that because he jumped across up in front of us, <laughs> and, about that. and we were fishing behind him. Um, so Paul says he had to defend the home turf for sure. Paul also says good to see you, Jameson. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Paul deserved it. That's for sure. 
Oh yeah, and Paul's always so much fun to fish with. We we always have a great time. Um, and Michael Callow, uh, no sharks over there, Jim. Oh, there's sharks over there. <laughs> there's definitely sharks. Actually, there was a a shot in there which we didn't really comment on. Uh, Drew actually caught, I think, a leopard shark, which was kind of weird to catch it in there. But um, yeah, no, there's there's definitely. I, remember, I don't remember if it was that trip, Jim, or or another trip. And sorry, there's a delay, and that's why I keep interrupting you. I think, but um the we saw a seal that was i think floating and they were like i think it was that trip but anyway they were like let's watch the area for a few minutes because even though right. it's not the right time of year for them that is what you look for <laughs> obviously yeah. they're there at some point during the year but it was not that time of year so no they're, they're there um as well as you know makos and threshers and all that so it's where they live. So I don't worry about it too much. But uh, hey, Jameson, I really appreciate you uh, joining me here on your, your drive. It's been fun catching up. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on again because you've been on the show a bunch from during the Jackson Kayak years because we've had so much fun fishing together. Um, and we got to plan another one. I know you're you're working up your setup, going to be all dialed in down in Louisiana at PAC. Yep. Um, is your is your trailer going to be available as a rental? Yes, it is. Um, I'm taking it down in September, the first week in September. So starting Labor Day weekend, I will have a um, camper set up at Pack that you can rent through Pack, or you can contact me. Um, but it sleeps like so. It's got four bunk beds in one bedroom, a queen bed in another bedroom, and then the couch also has a. Um, pull out bed in it so and it's right on the water you can literally just drag your kayaks out right beside the um if, you, if you're familiar with it it's like halfway between the houseboat and the fishing pier um so great location obviously if you've never been to pack you should check it out but um jim knows how much i love that place <laughs> so. yeah it, it's it's a special place and if you like catching redfish sight casting to redfish uh, as long as the water isn't getting blown in as high and windy and everything else like that, which always seems to happen to me. Um, <laughs> it, it is a super cool location. Uh, we had one of the best evenings ever just standing on the on the back of the boat and catching redfish and trout um, the last time we were there. So very, very cool place. And like I said, one more trailer that's available down there. And they've got a full, a full fleet of rental kayaks and you know, if, if you don't want to drive in, it, it's a pretty cool place. So <clears throat> if anybody's interested in Islander sport fishing there, like I said, I've got it on the, the bottom there, islandersportfishing.com. Or like I said, I, I Fish Village, I want to say, uh, does the bookings for a bunch of the mothership trips of them. Um, I think Fastlane may do one also. So anyway, Jameson, drive safe, man. I really appreciate it. We'll be uh, We'll be chatting soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. Take care. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. There was a couple. Uh, oh, Mike Callis said, great show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I appreciate everybody who joins us every week. And, again, every Tuesday and Thursday, as long as I'm not fishing or something else. I know I, I skipped one last week because – I was dealing with my back issues, which I'm still dealing with, but uh, at least I was able to do the show today. And uh, until next time, if you're going out on the water, please always wear your PFD 
and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care.